0: It's time for the latest local, regional and national sports topics of the day. It's The Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready, break. now from the WATH Studios. Here's Ross Christ. What's happening in Southeastern Ohio? We hope you're having a great Thursday, June thirtieth, out there. This is the Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. We're with you up until the next hour, and sports are a buzzing today because a lot of things are happening out there, including NBA free agency. Kevin Durant has shown the Brooklyn Nets his pink slip. He wants out of town. He wants out of the Kyrie Irving experience. Where will he end up? Free agency. Reagency started seven minutes ago, so we're going to get all the live deals coming into the WTATH studios, and we'll let you know as they come across our desk. Ohio State could soon be playing USC in UCLA in conference play. UCLA and USC reportedly one out of the Pac-12. What does that mean for your Buckeyes? FC Cincinnati was in action last night with NYC FC and our very own Carl Blaylock and Ethan Sargent we in attendance we'll get the game recap and what it's like at an MLS game I'm interested to pick their brains about that and of course your Cincinnati Reds take on the Cubbies tonight first pitch at 8.05 all of the action you can listen in here on 97.1 WATH as we will have the live official broadcast of course we have sports fan trivia and our sure fire hot picks of the evening this is the sports fan let's lead things off with our trivia question if you think you know the answer feel free to dial in 740-592-6646 our phone lines are open we want to hear from you this one i think is somewhat of an easy one but i am a sports historian the cincinnati red stockings were a baseball team they were around from 1867 through 1870 why are they important in sports history? 740-592-6646 if you think you know that answer. All right. It's a three-headed monster today in the studio. Three kick cooks in the kitchen. Introducing now Mr. Carl Blaylock and Mr. Ethan Sargent. How you doing, gentlemen? Pretty good. Pretty good. Doing great on this uh, beautiful, beautiful Thursday evening. Now, I, it's also a beautiful day when all of our microphones are working, so hats off to the, uh, to the team here in the WATH studios. Ethan, we haven't had the chance to be on air to, uh, together. W- where are you from? I'm actually from New York, uh,
1: from um, you know, Long Island, a little okay. close, close to the city. Um, you know, So I do have a little bit of fandom. I've been on the show a few times. And we, me and Carl have talked a bunch about fandoms. So the Yankees fan at heart is in me. Um, Carl... <laughs> Carl's made his displeasure known about that, um, but I gotta gotta rep my uh, gotta rep New York and something at least because I'm Cincinnati Bengal born and bred. Okay, so, so nice your Cincinnati
0: Bengals, your New York Yankees. Are there any other fandoms? I know off air you said you're 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 a Liverpool fan as well. Yeah, Liverpool FC. I'm got okay. another team till the day I die. Um, no, those are the
1: big three. Those um, are the big three. Yeah, and aside from that, you know, c- casual Knicks watcher, but you know with that franchise <laughs> it's tough to really get too far into that before you uh
0: you can't attach your name <laughs> yeah. <to> you. <laughs> yeah okay well very nice to meet you i'm glad that both of you guys are here to help me get this show on the roll today but you guys got to go somewhere pretty special last night something that i've actually never got to do you were at an mls game were you not boys
2: yes we were it, it was uh pretty awesome we went to the fc cincinnati uh they hosted nyc fc uh, we actually, actually, Ethan somehow put away his uh, New York Yankee Stadium fandom and rooted for FC Cincinnati last night. Uh, unfortunately, the guys in the yellow shirts on the field, the referees, I, I don't think they did. There were quite a few questionable calls uh, during the game. You had, well, FC Cincinnati went up 3 nothing really quick, uh, scored a goal, uh, what, like 20 minutes into the game? 10, yeah. 15 minutes yeah, into right the game? Around, uh, then they had this beautiful bicycle kick, and into
1: the
2: into the net. Yeah, Brenner Brenner's a heck of
1: a player for FC Cincinnati. Their striker number nine. He had a hat trick, and he he stole the show. He was phenomenal.
2: He nearly had uh, four goals, uh, but we'll get to that. So you had one goal get taken away in the first half while they were up. Uh, they were up two. Was that it when they were up? That no, they were only up one nothing at that point. They had a goal taken off because the uh, side official the linesman i think that's called he roll he wasn't down the line we were pretty close to down the line on our seats we were sitting in the corner right by the super fan section and we were sitting there and it didn't look like the ball went out of bounds but the referee said it did go out of bounds he had his flag up even despite the goal went into the back of the net everybody celebrates the linesman sitting there waving his flag the ball went out of bounds. Goal kick. Uh, they didn't review that one. Keep that in mind later on. Um, so, but Cincinnati's up three uh, nothing. About 40 minutes into the game, and uh, we're, we're just just for a bit of fun. This is not probably why this happened, but just for a bit bit of fun, we're gonna blame it on Ethan for why FC Cincinnati. Yeah, you know 3-0 what? Lead. You know
1: what? I will. Um, I guess I'll, I'll take over and explain this. So. Three nothing, right? 40th minute, uh, FC Cincy's cruising. They had played really well. They had weathered some early pressure and then came back at three goals. And it looks like they're gonna cruise to an easy win. And then I'm like, all right, let me let me beat. You know, this is the classic fan dilemma of you know when do I go get water? When do I beat the halftime rusher? When do I go get beers? When do I go get food? It's the whole the whole conundrum, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm thirsty. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and beat the rush. So we're there, two of us and one of my uh, one of our other buddies. Um, I'm like, all right, guys, I'll get you all some water. Uh, give, me, give me two minutes, I'll be back, hopefully. So I go. I get water. Very. I, I did beat the line, was successful on that. Um, I get back. I sit back down. I look at the scoreboard. It's 3-1. I'm like, uh-oh, that's not good. What happened is, like, oh, you know, just a set-piece goal. I was like, well, you know, maybe, maybe it was me leaving. Next thing I know, look up 3-2. Literally, instantaneously, they scored two goals in about two minutes, I'm pretty sure, uh, NYCFC did and then before you know it right at the end of halftime it's, three, it's 3-3 um, another headed goal from uh, bear on uh, NYCFC I believe he had a hat trick as well um, but just and then you know FC since you go down 4-3 in the second half another really really good goal from I believe Pereira on uh, NYCFC and then Brenner once again scored to make it 4-4 and
2: then I'll let Carl take over here with the rest of the, the ref ball. So the goal was in the 70th minute. And so there's still 20 minutes to go, and everybody is going crazy. We sat right next to, as I said earlier, we were sitting in the corner, two rows up off the pitch, right next to the, uh, right next to the super fan section. I believe they call it the pride uh, at TQL Stadium there. And, uh, well, first of all, <laughs> We got plenty of smoke grenades in our face during those because pretty much every single time they scored a goal, they throw the smoke grenades in the – or, you know, whatever they use. I think they're smoke grenades they use for that. But they throw the smoke grenades in a bucket and it comes wafting over to where we're sitting. (laughs) I mean, after one of the goals, after the goal to tie it, you couldn't see anything on that side of the pitch for about a good five minutes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, let's listen in last night. Cincinnati Brenner, the star striker for them, put in three in the back of the net. His third goal was one worth talking about, a scissor kick.
1: Oh, that's top ten material. To right
0: make here. it to the end of the net. Let's have a listen in. Turning into a strong starter.
2: Virginia finds Vasquez. On the Barial, just outside of the 18. Barial
0: on the cross. Vasquez found a piece. It No, Brenner was spectacular. Brazilian They're absolutely punishing New York City FC. They ripped him apart. This is great vision to open up the play to go wide to Bar-El. Comes off to Vasquez. Vázquez. And look at this for a reflex, scissor kick. Incredible stuff there from the starting striker who put in bagged himself a hat trick in last night's tie against New York City FC. Now, gentlemen. I haven't been to an MLS game. I've been to a couple uh, other leagues in other different countries. In terms of FC Cincinnati, the whole entire stadium experience, the fan experience, I know you guys got some smoke in your face. How is it? Is it a good ticket to buy? Oh, absolutely.
1: I, I would. I, what do you
0: like most about it? Tell I would, me that. So
1: as someone else who's also been in a, uh, a soccer stadium atmosphere from outside the United States, for me personally, it was England. Um, You know, you can't compare just because of, you know, soccer in England, it's religious and it's, you know, it's not quite there yet here in America, but it's getting there. And you could tell last night, 20,000 fans felt like 40,000. I mean, everybody's loud on their feet. You got that massive you know, on that on that third goal, if you ever you know if you pull out your phone and watch it on your phone, you'll see the crowd behind the goal is like the big fan section. Everybody's going wild. They've got they're chanting all they're chanting all match, screaming, going crazy. Um, and it, it was a great atmosphere, especially for a Wednesday night MLS game. I and mean, obviously, you know, it's the it's the defending MLS champs in NYCFC coming to town. But it, it was a really good atmosphere, a really fun fan experience as well for all. All three of us there. You know, we enjoyed the game. It was a great experience, um, and you know, I would definitely recommend to anybody. You know, if you're if you're in the Columbus area and you want to go watch a crew game, I have heard great things about the cruise experience as well. Or if you're in the Cincy area, um, it's the tickets are not very expensive. Um, you can find tickets online, and they, it is it is well worth the money. So you, I mean, last night, obviously, four four is well worth the price of admission but it is absolutely (laughs) can't forget about that but it was just a phenomenal experience as a fan and i think that you know anybody who's you know maybe you know if you're not you know too familiar with soccer but maybe you want to introduce yourself to the idea of maybe following a soccer team here or even in england just find your way to an mls game and i I think that people would be well
2: served and they'd have a heck of
1: a heck of a good time
2: and (laughs) i think think the most incredible thing uh sorry to uh step on your toes a little bit But I think the most incredible thing about that is the fact that, well, Brenner actually scored a fourth goal. They took it off the board, which eh, was a bit controversial. Like we said, some ref ball. There was a lot of goal kicks that we thought should have been corners and uh, a bunch of stuff like that. But he scored a fourth goal in the 89th minute. And when I tell you that that might have been one of the greatest things I've ever watched live in, in person at a sporting event. I I'm not kidding. It was incredible. Literally the entire stadium was erupting. Everyone's going absolutely crazy for about a minute until the referee went went oh box box VAR check. And then then you know the stadium was just like oh no. <laughs> but uh it was I mean it was incredible. I mean you saw the entire stadium was just Crazy, And they do that field of dreams, or not field of dreams, like the natural, you know how like a lot of these stadiums now with the LED lights, they do the light flicker when something big happens, the Reds do it for home runs. I think a lot of stadiums have that now. You see it in the NFL, you see
1: it in Major League Baseball where like, you know, a touchdown in a primetime game, they'll do the light show and they had that. I mean, it's just, it's a great advertisement for soccer in the United States. As somebody who's been following soccer their whole life, who's played soccer for many years and have watched the sport, has watched the sport grow over the past, you know, 10 years, I think soccer's in a great spot. We're set up right now. Where we're hosting a World Cup in, you know, 40 years. And pretty much 40 years from right now, we'll be seeing group games in the World Cup right here in the United States. And those games are going to be packed. Those people are going to flock to
0: them. Those games will be packed. Unfortunately, I don't think FC Cincinnati gets to host any of them. Yeah, that is unfortunate. But it is since he's unfortunate. a great soccer city. It is good. FC Cincinnati sitting right now in sixth place in the Eastern Conference of the Major League Soccer. In ninth place, your Columbus crew, depending on which team you root for here in Ohio. Gentlemen, I want to turn our attention now to NBA Free Agency. We're going to be chatting about this. The whole entire show today because there's gonna be breaking news as it comes across our studio desk but the biggest news certainly coming out of brooklyn star kevin durant once out of brooklyn he has asked for a trade request the brooklyn nets certainly will have a ton of suitors for his skill set uh this comes after on monday kyrie irving opting into his $36.5 million player option for the upcoming season. But that doesn't mean these two necessarily can't get traded together. Doesn't mean Kyrie might stay. Doesn't mean, uh, you know, they might go to two different teams. But it does mean that Kevin Durant will not be in Brooklyn next year. Did you guys see this one coming? Uh, I heard rumblings
2: about it a little bit, but I I, I really thought that Durant was going to want to stay with the Brooklyn Nets, because, I mean, as, as a former Sixers fan, an <laughs> ex-Sixers fan, uh, I remember the big thing with the Sixers was the fact that they couldn't do, like, you know, at the, before they did the process, as an eight seed, they managed to make it to Game 7 around 2, fell to the Boston Celtics in 2011, you know, all right, that's pretty good, you know, and then they decided to go on this whole thing, and that's the farthest that they've got since. They've made it there twice but that's the only places they've got there. Uh, With the Nets, I mean, I think it's even worse with the Nets because with the Sixers, you know, they had the bad thing, but they're still kicking around there and stuff like that, and they've at least were the one seed in the East, and they've done some things with it. Compared to... um, They did not have that at all with the... um, They didn't have that at all with the Nets. The Nets, they had... One second-round playoff appearance, just like they did back when they traded their entire future away for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, uh, and they've done that again now. I'll, where... I'll, I'll jump in and say I think 2021
1: was their best shot by 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 a long distance. I mean, they they did give it their all against the eventual NBA champs. They they took them about as about as far as you can get. Game seven overtime against. The Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they
2: lost by like a half an inch. Yeah. I if mean, Durant if, if Durant's wearing, uh, you know, size 18 and a half shoes and not size 19, they win that game. Yeah, and who knows? But I mean, at the same
1: time, that's the fine margins that define all sports. So, I, I think, I could, I, I'll actually disagree with Carl. I saw this coming. I, Kevin Durant, knowing, knowing Kevin Durant, knowing his character, we saw what happened. In goal, we saw what happened with Oklahoma City and Golden State, how he went there. Um, you know, clearly he felt like the window was shut. And, you know, your number most, – most sports players' number one goal is to win a title, to win a championship. While Kevin Durant does have two NBA championship rings, some people, you know, feel as if those rings are tainted. They feel like, you know, oh, he just fought his way to a stacked Golden State team. And while, yes, he won finals MVP, and, yes, he was very, very good in Golden State um, – I feel like KD probably thinks, you know what, if I get myself on a contender now, I could be that missing piece to a team like some of the teams we've seen link, you know, the, the Phoenix Suns, the Philadelphia 76ers, Carl. Um, well, I don't know why you're mentioning me. <laughs> I, I, we've, we've been over this. I'm an ex-Sixers fan. But, uh, but no, I, I do think Kevin Durant will find his way onto a, a contending roster. Um, but kind of moving the conversation forward, this package Whatever the package is for Kevin Durant is going to be monumental.
0: Mm, like massive. it is going Moment.
1: to be groundbreakingly massive when it comes. Apparently, Brooklyn wants an All Star player in return. So another team that has you know apparent interest is the Miami Heat. I'm talking they're going to need to give up potentially. Bam Adebayo might need to leave.
0: Um, you know, Suns. I mean, Devin Booker just signed a Supermax. It, I think this, the rumor with the Suns is it's going to be the center DeAndre Ayton coming to Brooklyn, and that's the rumors coming out uh, of the ESPN offices right now, is that Kevin Durant actually wants to head out to the desert to get a couple years in with Chris Paul. But certainly, Kevin Durant's to the stage of his career where he can really evaluate talent, and whatever he saw in Kyrie, he wasn't liking. Maybe it's his commitment, or maybe it's just the way he was gelling, but... He was not playing actually good basketball towards the end of last year. And I think he looked at Kyrie Irving, the guy serving him the ball, and thought, this isn't just going to work out, so let's get myself out of town while I still got some years left in my prime. So we'll see where this one goes. Other big news coming in free agency. All-star guard Bradley Beal is remaining loyal to the Washington Wizards. He signed a five-year Supermax deal, 251 big ones After opting out of the nation's capitals team, I mean, goodness, you have to love this guy for staying with the Wizards for year in, year out, rebuild after rebuild, getting paired with John Wall out there, and you just think maybe they can do something, but now they're throwing a ton of salary at a guy who's coming off an injury who couldn't finish out of last year. They barely missed the playoffs, but is this a good deal for both of these guys? I mean
2: obviously it's a good deal for Beal because you know I, I, I on, on the surface level I think it's a good deal for both cuz Washington keeps their star player they're going to have somebody who's going to bring fans into the um bring fans in there into their arena
0: but they'll sell tickets
2: yeah sell tickets and same thing for uh same thing for Beal I mean he's 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 got that bag but at the same time I Beal and Damian Lillard, I think we're going to look back at them in 20 years and we're going to sit there and we're going to look and wonder, all right, what would have happened if these guys don't stay loyal? Yeah, true. What, what would have happened if, because, you know, there's some, there's some teams, like, like with Kevin Durant and the Thunder, you know, it wasn't so much, the team held up their bargain to Kevin, Kevin couldn't quite get it over the top and so he just went, nope, I'm going to go and take the easy route somewhere compared to with Lillard and with Beal, these are two players that they've held their end of the bargain. They've been probably two of the best players in their in their franchise's history, and yet they're still not. Their front office has put them in a situation where they can't get all the way there. They can't put the pieces around them to where they can actually make a run. The Blazers better than the Wizards because the Blazers actually did make the conference finals, ran into kind of... Uh, Right into the Warriors at the tail end of their, you know, height. <laughs> there's, if there's
0: they're uh, still at their World height, I think. Well like. I mean they was, just won the a, NBA championship.
2: <laughs> it was the tail end of the big four
0: there. Yeah. Well um, I'll throw a conspiracy theory out there. Ready? Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant from the nation's capital. He works his way to the Wizards. It's teamed up with an all star and Bradley Beal, an unselfish player at that. Who knows what they could do there, but
2: a, I, counter argument to that: Who are the Wizards going to trade to the Nets, though? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point.
0: <laughs> True. I, I mean, who they got? Gore <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: so, uh, Maybe, maybe they still have. Do they still have? Uh, uh, they still have Olenek?
1: No, he's gone.
2: I mean, <laughs> they got no. I mean,
1: we can't even. If you yeah. if you really want to talk conspiracy theories. Um, Kevin Durant does have an ownership stake in the Philadelphia Union. Mm. There you the go. The MLS team. So maybe, wow. maybe he goes to Philadelphia, pair him up with Joel Embiid. That would be some tandem there. I mean, you you have to think they'd have to give up a guy like Tobias Harris. And yeah. I the, multiple uh, other
2: guys. I've seen I've seen I have seen a uh trade idea on that would definitely Yeah, definitely have to Maxie, be Maxie well. uh, cuz I I'm not sure how what much this source is. But uh, the report is that Maury and the Sixers are all in on KD mm. and that it would be Harris, Maxie, Thibel, and Picks, which uh, I'm not sure about trading both Maxie and Theibel. But I think Harris, a first-round pick, and either Maxie or Theibel, I think, I think that's a good trade for KD. Yeah. Maybe maybe two, maybe two future picks with that. They would ask for more. Well,
1: more than Harris and, and uh, Maxi, you think? And multiple picks, yeah, I think they would. They, they have all the control here. That's the thing. The Nets, the Nets yeah. have all the control. They do they not need to, to
0: appease Kevin Durant yep. as well. They're going to have exactly. to do the best thing for their own franchise. There will be a ton of trades that will be happening here. Within the next half hour, the boys will be all over them and let you know as they come across the WATH Sports Fan Desk. Let's get to our trivia question of the evening one more time for all you out there. You could be crowned sports fan, man or woman, smartest person of the evening. The Cincinnati Red Stockings were a baseball team that were around from 1867 to 1870. Why are they famous? Why do we care about them? There's only one answer to that. If you think you know it, it's 740-592-6646. When we come back, we will be talking USC and UCLA because they could be coming to the Big Ten Conference mcdonald's has an ice
2: cold drink for my afternoon vibe like that let's hit the river with a new ice cold frozen coke or frozen fanta vibe or that hiking in the mountains with a macafe iced coffee to keep me going vibe they're all just a for any size any flavor or i've always got a sweet tea for that chilling on the porch vibe it's more than a drink. It's a
0: McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. It cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. The 4th Annual Noah Cox Memorial Truck and Tractor Pool will be held on Saturday, July 9th at the Athens County Fairgrounds.
2: Noah loved truck and tractor pools, and all proceeds from this event will go to the Noah Cox
0: Memorial Fund that helps give back to the community. The next project will help fund construction for a new rabbit barn. Gates will open at 2 p.m., and polls start at 7 p.m. Food and merchandise
2: are available. Hope continue Noah's legacy and come out to the Noah Cox Memorial Truck and Tractor
0: Pool the Athens County Fairgrounds Saturday, July 9th. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, Imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970-WATH. happen in southeastern Ohio. Ross, Carl, and Ethan with you up until 7 o'clock. This is the sports fan presented by JNK Contracting. All you trivia nuts, get your phone calls in. The Cincinnati Red Stockings were a baseball team from 1867 to 1870. Why are they famous? Why should we care about them? You think you know that answer? It's 740-592-6646. Gentlemen, don't say the answer if you know it. But do we have any ideas? Yes. Yeah, I think I think I do, but okay. I'm not not sold. All right.
1: I know it for certain.
0: He Carl knows it for All certain. Right. <laughs> Encyclopedia that is Carl Blaylock. Gentlemen, let's turn our attention to college football. Big news if you're a Buckeye fan, because come 2024, USC and UCLA could be in your conference. That's right, UCLA and U- USC. Two of the flagship programs from the Pac-12 are planning to leave the conference as early as 2024, which is huge news in terms of the college football landscape, huge news for the Pac-12, huge news for the Big Ten, huge news for anyone following college football. These two schools between them, I believe, have nine college football championships Probably eight of them are
2: USC's.
0: Eight of them are <laughs> USC's. Um, UCLA's won it in 1954. Washington has won one in 1991. But these are two story franchises out there in California. USC. I re- I go back to the Reggie Bush days, the Matt Leinart days, the Carson Palmer days. He had Snoop Dogs on Snoop Dogg on the sidelines, and everyone else from Hollywood. Really cementing themselves on that Trojan sideline, UCLA's kind of fallen on tough times as of late when it comes to football. But these are some big programs. Is this a good play, or the big Big Ten, Big Twelve? I'm sorry, Big Ten. Excuse me. Yeah.
2: Uh, Well, first, (laughs) pretty much, yeah. Uh, First, I want to read these uh, Adam Rindberg tweets that I just found here. Uh, These are from about right, right at the show starting. Uh, sources, Big Ten presidents chancellors, are meeting at 6 p.m. Eastern time where they are expected to vote and approve USC and UCLA as new members. Am told the interest came from the USC and UCLA side. The Big Ten wasn't seeking new members, but hard to say no. Oh, can't say no to that. A lot of talk about additional Pac-12 schools possibly being on Big Ten's radar. Not ruling that out. But one school they want one they've always wanted, is Notre Dame. That's likely where the energy will be placed. Mm. A source on Notre Dame, quote, it's really unsustainable to be an independent now. Mm. I would love
0: that. Very, very good uh, sources there. And our our friend of the show, uh, Nick Poindexter, pointing out online right now, he said Miami and Notre Dame also interested. So it looks like there's some wheels on this to get one of the nation's most famous independent schools Notre Dame and their massive, massive television contract over to the Big Ten. I mean, this would shift the landscape and the power in college football. I would say if you get those schools and University of Miami, maybe the SEC is not the strongest conference anymore. I mean, yeah, we're we're looking at a complete
1: reinvention of – Conferences and college sports, as we know, we have, to, we have to consider that as well. As much as as big a product as college football is, college basketball is going to be affected, baseball, softball, you know, pretty much every sport under the NCAA bubble will be affected by these conferences. So I think a, a good discussion we were having earlier um, is that, you know, potentially this, this makes the NCAA realize that football could be its own brand um, outside of the jurisdiction of just NCAA athletics um, because you could make that argument. I mean, NCAA football is bringing in sixty to 100,000 fans, you know, in these stadiums like the Big House, 100,000 people you could fit in there. Um, You know, just massive fans, massive crowds, massive money. And now you're going to have these mega conferences where, you know, the SEC is picking up the Big 12s, two-most storied... uh, Programs in Texas and Oklahoma. Um, you know, the pa- uh, the Big Ten's now picking up the Pac-12s, potentially two most-story programs, out, well, maybe outside of Oregon, um, in USC and UCLA. And it's it's just a massive ripple effect. And I think, as Carl mentioned, we're going to start seeing dominoes fall very quickly now that these these balances of power are changing, you know, Notre Dame who don't, who are not currently in a conference, but as you mentioned, one of the biggest polls in all of college football, um, you know, one of the biggest brands in all of college football, you know, may, may join a conference and it, it could be ma- It could have massive ramifications
2: and, you know, it already has. Yeah. A whole nother point to talk about with this is the fact that you want to know why it's going to be in 2024, the Big Ten media rights are up after the 2023 season. And that, that's a whole nother can of worms. Now, negotiations are just about to start with this. I, I wonder, where do negotiations go now with this? Because there, there was talk. There was talk about NBC joining in on um, getting Big Ten games. You know, whether NBC would jump in there, they would have, you know, the Notre Dame game. And then also have you know Big Ten games. If Notre Dame can join the Big Ten, that's even more money. I think that's the perfect opportunity. I think if NBC, and I think there's probably conversations right now going on between NBC, Notre Dame, and the Big Ten. Because if the Big Ten can do that, if the Big Ten can sit there and go, okay... We're seeing what's going on with this. We want Notre Dame. They've always wanted Notre Dame. Notre Dame should have gone in there when the Big East, when the Big East blew up back in uh, 2013. Uh, you know, this is where Notre Dame should be. They're already in there for hockey. And I, I think that this is going to be something that they're going to they're jump on, especially if NBC, NBC, I think, might be the key in this. Because if NBC, if Notre Dame can still get their NBC money, and the Big Ten also starts getting NBC money. NBC can bring them into the Big Ten. Yeah. And they can, they can kind of bring them into the Big Ten. And then Notre Dame still has all of their home games on NBC. You can have that. And then you could also have a different Big Ten game of the week also on NBC. And I'm sure that'd make a lot of fans happy, certainly in Happy Valley. Maybe they get rid of Big Noon kickoff. I know that's been a gripe for a lot of people. So... I, I think that the TV rights deal also is going to play into this. I think Notre Dame will be in the Big Ten. I think they will be in the Big Ten 2024.
1: Well, as as you said, it all it all circles back around to the money. You know, it, it's in in college in college athletics right now with the addition of the NIL rules, with the addition of you know these these massive TV deals that you know we've seen in professional sports and we've seen it in collegiate sports, but I mean. This, when the Big Ten deal is up in 23, it is going to be billions and billions of dollars to pick up that, those rights. And it's just going to add, you know, another, another wrinkle, another layer of just more money that's getting funded into these schools and these programs. And hopefully now into these players, as you know, we've, you know, with all these NIL deals and you know, it, it's just it's crazy because you know we've we've grown up on these you know ideal conferences where you know you think of Bama, you know Alabama and Florida in the SEC, and you think of Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12, and you think of USC and Oregon in the in the Pac 12, and now we're going to have to change our mindset because it's going to be totally different now. And you're going we could, as you mentioned, Buckeye fans might see the Trojans travel here to uh to the shoe to take on the Buckeyes in a conference game, which would certainly be would take some adjusting for some diehard fans, but It would be a spectacle, for sure.
2: I I would love, and that's one thing that, like, I, on one hand, I'm sitting there like, I don't really like how this is completely going to change. This is, this is the point of no return with college football. Like, we thought it would be that with Texas and Oklahoma, but that made geographical sense.
0: Oh, this stuff's going to keep happening. It's been happening for 100 years. The landscape will always keep changing where schools can make more money. It's been happening forever. A long, long time ago, we didn't have all these conferences, and everyone was kind of jammed up together. There's only about, like, four of them. This stuff will keep happening, especially with the NIL deals. This is massive news. I like it. I mean, this puts the Big Ten on the West Coast market as well. They're in Los Angeles. Do we,
2: do we really need the West Coast market, though? Uh, I,
0: I mean, think, like, we've already,
2: we've already had the West Coast. We've already had the West Coast market with uh, – uh, we've already had the East Coast market with Maryland and Rutgers and – Rutgers is Just a terrible, star-studded program. Rutgers is a <laughs> terrible addition to the Big Ten. I didn't mind Maryland as much because they had that. They immediately formed a rivalry over the Mason-Dixon line mm-hmm. with uh, Penn State. But mm-hmm. if there is one thing I like about this, I, I, I think you do see, because we were talking about this off-air before the show, is the one thing I love about this is the fact that we're going to see Ohio State and
0: USC play every few years. That will be a slobber knocker of a game. Gentlemen, we have to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to preview tonight's game at 8.05 going against the Chicago Cubbies. Stay with us. This is The Sportsman.
2: Stay informed about the stock market from Goldberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker dealer and is independent
0: of RJFS. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now, Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. You're listening to 970 WATH and the sports fan. Welcome back. This is the sports fan Ross Carl and Ethan with you for the next 16 minutes. And then later tonight, if you turn on 97.1 WATH, you will have the Cincinnati Reds going against the Chicago Cubbies. First pitch at 8.05. Cincinnati Reds won the first game. They lost the second game. So this is the rubber match going up on the mound tonight tonight. Is Graham Ashcroft bringing his four and one record and his three point two seven ERA going against the Cubbies' Kyle Hendricks, who's sitting at a three and six record with a four point nine ERA? Cubs are favored in this run. In this one, probably because, well, they had the Reds' number last night and they got it done. And Carl, it wasn't pretty for the Reds, was it?
2: No, uh, the Reds lost in that last night's game, eight to three. Uh, it it, it I, I will say it doesn't look as bad as what it could have been. One of the big problems was the fact that Hunter Green only made it four innings last night. He only gave up three runs, but he made 80 pitches in four innings, and that's not something you want to see. Two walks, five strikeouts, three earned runs, but only, I mean, two hits, but he went four innings.
0: <laughs> like, uh, that that's Even not- in the day that we're saving pitchers, four innings out of your... Starter, it's no. not nothing that you can be happy about, is no. it? No,
2: and it, it's something that is not great. That's his ninth loss of the year, and that's something to, because when when Hunter Green is on, he is on, he's very good. But when he's off, it, it's it's not as good, and you you see in a lot of problems with it. Uh, there's there's been a lot of just mad performances. You know, when he's on, he's had incredible performances. And one of those losses were one of those incredible performances where he lost that no-hitter. He threw a no-hitter, and he lost. But even then, I mean, you've you gotta have, you got to have something else there right now for the Reds, and they don't. I mean, they didn't have that much. They had Avado hit an RBI double. Brandon Durie had two hits, which is kind of a... Yeah. He's,
0: he's been having a, a pleasantly good season, hasn't he?
2: Yes, he has. And that's another, like, the Reds out-hit. The Reds out-hit the Cubs last night, and they still got killed. It's, I don't know. It's rough. I mean, I'll be honest. We were sitting there in uh, traffic last night because, hey, Cincy traffic. No bueno. No bueno. (laughs) I I I don't like it. I don't. Yeah, Cincinnati might be the only the only city in Ohio where you can be stuck in gridlock at ten thirty at night. I just pray for the drivers that are sat behind Carl whenever Carl enters Los Angeles. Oh. I
0: will not. I will not be going. Carl, to Los, you, Los Angeles. are you a bit of a road rager.
2: You I can, plead the fifth. No, <laughs> no,
1: no, <okay>. no
0: comment. <laughs> no comment on that one. All right. Well, the Cincinnati Reds take on the Chicago Cubbies. It is the rubber match. Both these teams sitting at the bottom of the NL Central. Uh, Not really fighting for much at this point because both these teams don't think, uh, I don't think they're going to be in playoff contention or even remotely close to it. But listen to all the live action here at 8.05, first pitch. When we come back, these gentlemen are going to make you rich. Okay? Three guys, one studio, three sure-fire hot picks of the evening the trifecta coming at you parlay it bet the mortgage throw the kids college fund on it we're going to give you three winners after the short break joey from vermont a farmer trying to get through the winter adriana from south carolina a single mother living paycheck to paycheck liam from ohio an injured father struggling to provide for his family hi I'm Shanola Hampton, and I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org.
2: Roving reporter here. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll give you $14,934,386.83 if you can tell me the best place in town to get pops, chips, candies, sports drinks, and a lot more. Uh,
0: Stop and Cop? That's right!
2: Stop and Cop Drive-Thru Carryout is the best place to get party stuff. Munchies, all kinds of pops and sodas. Excuse me. Candies galore. Chips, sports drinks.
0: Excuse me! Yes,
2: what is it? What about
0: my money? What money? Something something million dollars.
2: Can't remember how much, huh? <laughs> Stop and Cop Drive-Thru Carryout. 362 Richland Avenue, Athens. Proud supporter of high school sports. Hey, it's Boots. Good Guys is just around the
0: corner and we'll
2: give you the latest on classic cars and classic radios that's auto smarts friday afternoon at 106 on
0: 970 wath and 97.1 fm You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970-WATH. Yo, this is The Sports Fan. Ten more minutes left in the show. Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. All right you know what time it is we always end the show with our surefire hot picks of the evening for all you gamblers all you punters everyone out there trying to make a quick buck and i have to tell you gentlemen right now i am in the hot seat because the last time i was sitting in this seat i gave you a surefire hot pick and i turned my attention over the pond to the all england club in wimbledon because wimbledon is in full swing see what i did there good pun on words and i'm going to turn my attention back to wimbledon tomorrow if you get up at 6 a.m you'll see american francis typho beat up on kazik alexander bublek on this number two court the american will be victorious he will win i will continue my run on betting in tennis something that i actually like to bet on So, lock that one in. Francis Typho beats up Alexander Bublek, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, if you want to tune in to that one. Over to you, Mr. Blaylock.
2: I'm still trying to figure out how to write down those names. I have no (laughs) (laughs) clue. My my English grammar is bad enough. My phonics, phonics. My English phonics is bad enough. My French phonics, oh, dear. Uh, but for me, I'm going in baseball. I'm going over-under in baseball. I've done that the last three days. I'm two and three times we've picked. I'm one and two on that. Uh, yesterday, or Tuesday, I outsmarted myself because I tried to go against, against my gut, and that didn't work. Uh, looking at the ERA of these uh, starting pitchers, uh, I'm going Padres, Dodgers, over-under. The over unders at eight. Joe Musgrove, good pitcher, 2.12 ERA. Dodgers are throwing out. Uh, he's not done as well. Uh, this guy's name's Mitch White. 1-1, uh, one one, 4.25 ERA. He's only pitched on under 30 innings. Uh, so, I, I... My gut's telling me over, so we're going under. Under 8. Under 8 in Padres-Dodgers. It's going to be a pitcher's duel. And here comes a 10-10
1: game and into the seventh for Carl, because that's what always happens. But I'm going to turn my attention to my my personal favorite sport Sport I've grown up loving, the sport I care about so much, and that is the game of football, the game of soccer, uh, or football anywhere but this country.
2: They said, they said football at <laughs> the FCC soccer. Cincinnati game. I was surprised by that.
0: I'll blow your mind, gentlemen. Soccer's also called soccer in... Australia, New Zealand, and a lot of the Pacific Island nations. There you there have it. You should know that, dude. Let's You're Australian. <laughs> Ethan, what are you going with?
1: All right, so we got two MLS games on the docket tonight, okay. but I'm going to pick one of them. So we've got it's 7 p.m. Eastern, so you've got to get this bet in quickly. So I'm going I'm to go real quick. It is Charlotte FC against Austin FC. Austin FC has been a very good expansion team this year in the MLS well they it's their second year but they've been they've been really good they've got one of one of the uh, the better players in the MLS right now in uh, in Sebastian Druisi they're attacking midfielder um, he's been one of the better players he's in a he's an MVP candidate they got Diego Fagundes at left wing um, another really solid MLS player and you know Charlotte FC is an expansion team this year and they're still adapting to the MLS they're in 10th In the uh, Eastern Conference, Austin is in third in the Western Conference. And so I'm going to take Austin tonight. I'm just going to take the straight Austin FC money line. Uh, I'll peg them on uh, getting the win tonight uh,
0: against against Charlotte FC. Well, there you have it. There's your three picks. You know what I'm going to tell you to do? I'm going to tell you to parlay them because that's how much confidence I have in these gentlemen and myself. We'll see where they go. Tune in next week. Uh, We still got some time here in today's show, boys. So I know you guys have been watching a lot of these uh, NBA deals that have come across the desk. I just saw Batum is going to re-up with the Clippers. Any other deals worth noting, gentlemen?
2: Uh, A lot of Supermax extensions. So far, uh, the big big deals have been the uh, extensions for a lot of these players. Uh, Let's... Let's look here. Bradley Beal, obviously. Yeah. Um, Booker sounds like he's going to, according to Shams. Uh, Tyus Jones resigning with the Grizzlies. Amir Coffey with the Clippers. That's one of the out there, like uh, one of the non resigned ones. An yeah, interesting move that that kind of
1: just came through in the past five minutes. Marvin Bagley the third is going to Detroit on a three-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal. I do. I talked about it on the show when we did the show after the draft about how I like what Detroit's building. And I think that's another good piece. You know, it's a—I uh, think it's a low-cost deal for a guy in Bagley. You know, he never really f- fulfilled his
2: potential in Sacramento, but who knows, maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. Could be an Andrew Wiggins type thing. Uh, jokic. jokic got a Supermax extension. Yeah, he's
0: the highest-paid player, highest-contracted player in NBA history with that Supermax extension.
2: Lou Dort uh, is getting a five-year... million extension to stay with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Nick Batum, the two-year deal to return to the Clippers. And uh, this one right off the wire, Patty Mills is returning to the Brooklyn Nets on a two-year, $14.5 million deal.
0: Good for Patty Mills. I love what he brings to the team. The Aussie from down under, solid locker room presence as well. So let's see what happens with Brooklyn, though, because they're going to need uh, a star player cuz i don't think you can just win an nba championship with kyrie irving.
1: Yeah, i think the, the two the two names you got to look out for are those two guys, obviously durant, but what will the brooklyn nets do with kyrie irving is another big question that's going to hang over they could the trade both of them. That is a there's real possibility. Nothing st- there's nothing stopping,
0: stopping them from shipping both those guys out. Would but they- you would need a team that can absorb in a crazy amount of salary. Cuz they're both they're both going to be on such a dime that it would cost you an arm and a leg. But and
1: I know for Kyrie Irving, the Los Angeles Lakers is a almost, you can read it before it happens. I mean, the reunion with LeBron James, you know, they won that 2016 title in Cleveland. Um, that story writes itself. And now what, what wizardry, what cat wizardry would the Lakers have to pull off to get that done? Would it involve Russell Westbrook? Um, those are all questions that uh, Rob Polinka will have to answer, not us, thankfully.
0: Well, we have some exciting, exciting, exciting times in the NBA. Where will KD end up? We're going to let you know, well, next week, because tomorrow's show, there is no show. It's because the Cincinnati Reds are taking on the Atlanta Braves. First pitch at 640. Listen to all the live action here on 97.1. All right, let's get to our sports fan trivia question of the evening. We had... No suitors this week. Every single question earlier in the week got a caller, but the Cincinnati Red Stockings are a professional baseball team that played in the 1860s and 1870. Why are they famous? Gentlemen, tell us why.
2: They were the first professional baseball team.
0: That's right. They were the first professional sports team in North America, not only professional baseball team, but sports team. All 10 of their players were salaried. Then it all came crumbling down. When they got their very first loss, and then the team disbanded. I believe they won 68 games in a row until that first loss. The Cincinnati Red Stockings, the the, the start of professional sports here in America. We gave you our big three picks. What were they, gentlemen?
2: It was Ethan picked uh, Austin FC. If you're gonna do that. Oh, do it Charlotte quick. Game, game
1: starts in two minutes. So if you're gonna if you get
2: down
0: Austin. Austin FC, Carl.
2: I I went uh, Dodgers, Padres. I think they're going to score under eight runs in that one. And you could you could say yours because I did Francis.
0: I did Francis Tafoe against Alexander Bublek. Bet on the Yank. First serve at the All England Club, 6 a.m. tomorrow, as he beats up on the Kazakh. He will win this one. Book in Francis Tafoe beating up Alexander Bublek. Gentlemen, this has been fun, Ethan. It's been great getting to know you. You have a great weekend. This has been The Sports Fan. I am Ross Christ. Until next week, go Reds.